My name is Christopher McKinnon and you're listening to the Notes from Dad to Son podcast. A podcast from a dad who's still trying to figure it all out in time for his son being old enough to start asking the questions. So here we are finally with episode 14 of Notes from Dad to Son otherwise known as Series 2, Episode 1. And I don't really have a title for this one, so I'm not going to go with the title. Um, You'll maybe hear me shuffling some cards as I'm recording this. Um reason for that being, well you'll find out the reason for that later on. In the meantime we'll get on with what's been going on since the last episode. Well, on the 17th of December my boiler had broken down and I was waiting on a guy coming to fix it. Since then I have had the engineer out twice and he's replaced two parts and the good news is I have heating and I have hot water the bad news is that the boiler still leaks from time to time and I was woke up last night by a noise that I thought was coming from a bathroom but turns out it was actually the boiler because when I got up and checked the room where the boiler is there was a big puddle on the floor underneath so terrific I had to phone the engineers again today and they said oh you need to pass through to the people that deal with your cover okay fine so they took the details of the call and that it's a recurring issue and all that. So tomorrow, at some point, an engineer will appear again. And the trouble I have is that the boiler is not dripping at a consistent rate. It's not noticeable for most of the day. But when it happens, it basically floods the floor. So that's wonderful they were last out on Friday the 3rd of January and it was meant to be a morning slot for the appointment but it was half past 2 in the afternoon before they arrived I have not been given any set time for tomorrow so it's booked in for a job somewhere between their all day hours which means basically anytime between 8am and whenever they finish the day which could be anytime after 5, after 6, after 8, whenever so that's tremendous on the bright side Christmas was Christmas and from previous episodes you'll probably know how I feel about Christmas but we had a good time that's to say Fraser and I had a good time at my mum and dad's house where we had Christmas dinner 
and he's doing pretty well with holding his cutlery and putting it into his mouth and managing all right with that and I've not long put him to bed it's 23 minutes past 7 in the evening at the moment but a couple of hours ago he had lasagna for his dinner and that happens to be his favourite and he was doing pretty well with putting the spoon into the plate and some of the time he was using the spoon to collect some food off the plate and other times he would just put the spoon back and forth into his mouth but not with any food on it so I would have to put the food on the plate not on the plate, on the spoon so yeah he's doing okay we've had a fun day today at Pandemonium in Erskine which is a big soft play uh, children's venue and they've got a little section just for toddlers which suits Fraser nicely um, the area he most enjoyed within that there are these foam cylinders suspended from a little um, a little ceiling I suppose is what you would call it and little triangles pyramid shaped things on the floor which he can use to help stand up and then once he was stood up he was pushing these cylinders about and having a good time there also he has been enjoying using a toy slide at his mum's house practicing going up and down the stairs and quite often we catch him standing up on his own not holding on to anything but he's not really for taking much in the way of steps without holding on to anything yet so fun times at the moment and it wasn't too busy today at Pandemonium and it was our first time being there for the afternoon but there was a couple of other kids there and Fraser is not too fussed if the kids are bigger than him or what have you. If they're in his way, he'll move them out of his way, which is precisely what happened um, this afternoon. A couple of kids were in his way and he moved them out of his way. Not overly violently or anything, just the way he moves anything out of his way, reaches out with his hand and, and moves them. <laughs> it's kind of funny watching these older kids, maybe four years old, and Abby boys, not even two, and he's taking charge of the, the area. And so he had something to eat whilst there. We got my kids' meal of fish fingers and chips, but he mainly ate the chips. And then somebody came out dressed as a dinosaur and went on a stage and there was these other kids singing and dancing and he was in his element watching. So he was quite enjoying that. So I suppose that we'll be going back there at some point. This Friday also jam tots at the little church group um, hall 
where he goes on a Friday will be opening up again for the first time after the new year. Sadly, I'll be working the early shift, so I won't be going, but I'll probably want to take him there the week after. And the space at the Brayhead Shopping Centre was previously taken up by all the Christmas-related rubbish. It's now empty. We were hoping that the soft play section would be installed there again today, but it was not installed yet, which is unfortunate because that's another thing that he really likes to do. So hopefully it won't be too long before that's back up and running. So it's the 6th of January, as I record this, as I mentioned, and New Year's tends to bother me because... Well, for the reason it bothers anybody, there's so many cynical articles and videos and things online where people are talking about the cliché of people going to the gym or signing up for gym membership in January and then chucking it a couple of months down the line. The same is probably true of any rash decision that is made as a New Year's resolution. And I think that's because the the kinds of changes that people want to make, seriously want to make and stick with, are those which have a truly personal meaning and comes from a need to change rather than I'll just try and change this because it happens to be New Year's so therefore I'm going to do this for a New Year's resolution. So if you have a need to change anything at all and you recognise that need then you're not going to be one of the people who in the months before New Year say for instance quit smoking decide, oh, New Year I'm going to quit smoking, but in the meantime I'm going to carry on. Or I've got maybe another 15 cigarettes left in this cigarette packet. Once I've smoked them, that'll be the last cigarettes. And you're like, nah. If you were serious about quitting smoking, you would just bin those cigarettes and never smoke again and use whatever means to support you in that decision rather than waiting to go along with the socially accepted time of making a change for yourself. You ever notice that? Anytime you decide you're going to make a change for you on your own terms at a time that is outside of New Year or if it's giving up something outside of Lent and people tend not to take you so seriously they tend to question why you would even want to change what you're doing they might regard you as strange or being a weirdo or whatever now it's always more socially acceptable acceptable I say that because I've just read the King of Pentacles on the cards there. <laughs> Always more socially acceptable 
to announce that you're going to make a change at the same time various other people announce that they're going to make a change and then nobody's really watching to see whether you stick with it or not and that's why it feels so safe for people to announce these things but for the person who has that need for change and is up to the task of creating that for themselves they know that whether anyone else is watching or not that the only person that can see that change through to the end of however long it takes in that process of change is themselves and that the only person that has any business judging their progress is themselves so I don't have any New Year's resolutions I'm not in the habit of making them but there's one thing that I'm intending to do and that is cancel my gym membership because I've had it for years and I haven't went since a couple of weeks after Fraser came home for the first time because I mainly kept the Anytime Fitness membership to go to yoga classes and it was basically the only things at the gym that I really liked doing and more often than not the classes would be cancelled either by the yoga teacher or I would have to cancel because of a scheduling uh, problem at work so I would maybe only get to go to a class once every four weeks or something and then I just stopped going altogether because I'm so tired well I was so tired I'm somewhat used to being tired I suppose nowadays physically drained from the commute from work and back and looking after Fraser in between that I don't have that need to go to the gym to do yoga I can do that at home and sometimes I do that at home so that's my thoughts on New Year's resolutions I have other thoughts you know because the New Year's resolution thing is a tradition and I don't know who started it but it holds no great meaning for me so I've been thinking about the kinds of things that would have meaning for me that would be worth doing and one thing since Caroline and I are on opposite rotors which basically means we would never have Christmas Day off together is that the last weekend of the year that we have off together is a weekend that we should make special for ourselves and to close 2019 in this way I decided I was going to cook for myself and Caroline 
and I cook for Fraser as well, but the recipe involves the use of drambuie, so alcohol not really appropriate for a 17 month old boy despite how my father might have raised me that's another story I suppose um, so what I made was from the Rampant Scotland website and it is called Chicken Bonnie Prince Charlie which is basically chicken breasts in a creamy white sauce um, with drambuie through it which makes it somewhat sweet and you also fry apples in butter to soften them as a garnish and you sprinkle the whole of the top with crushed almonds and it's very tasty not too stressful a meal to make but it's the kind of meal that I can't really make in my flat because I don't have as much space as Caroline does in her kitchen but we also to the recipe added sweet potato mash and Caroline wanted green beans so I did those as well so basically, the whole of the recipe I did for Fraser as well, except I didn't give him any of the drambuie sauce. And I made sure that his chicken didn't have drambuie on it at the stages of the cooking. And he ate some of it. He didn't eat it all, which we weren't too fussed about because he'd already eaten a fair amount earlier in the day anyway. So thinking about that even as a tradition, and the, the type of family that we have, where we live in separate households, we have um, schedules that just don't marry up that well. Taking time just to sit together and eat as a family is going to be a huge challenge. And that is the cat coming into the lounge. Thank you very much for that noise, Loki. I'm going to shut the door now let him in the kitchen. So yeah, it's not something that we get to do very often. So when I have the opportunity to do that, whether it's at my place or Caroline's place, I want to make it special. So yesterday I had Caroline and Fraser staying overnight. They're not going to be staying overnight tonight as well. But Caroline's at the gym just now. Yesterday I decided I was going to make Cullen Skink, which is a haddock and mashed potato soup. So spent a while making that in the kitchen and Fraser didn't want any of it, which is unfortunate because I made quite a lot of it. I'm still not that great at judging how to reduce the quantities in the recipes on those websites because the recipe called for a whole haddock and it's obviously for serving quite a few people even reducing the amount of milk 
that is added to recipe from 900 milliliters to 500 milliliters still produced quite a lot. And we didn't use a whole haddock, we used haddock fillets. And there's nothing wrong with that, it still tasted great. And the remainder of that I packed away into a flask this morning and took to Caroline, so she's got that in her fridge. So maybe get some of that tomorrow. So another tradition that I'm keen to keep up is something that we just started last year and we weren't intending it to be a tradition last year, it's just I want to do it again and I suppose the repetition of that is what will make it a tradition. So there is a photograph I really like of the three of us and it's the first really sunny day of spring last year and we went to Glasgow and we wandered around and we ended up in the necropolis in Glasgow and went to the very top of the necropolis. Caroline had packed a picnic blanket and we had some bits and pieces with us and we laid that out on the grass and the three of us are just laid on the grass facing Caroline's camera and we took this picture. So Caroline's on the left with her sunglasses on, Fraser's in the middle with his sun hat on, very small at this age. And I am on the right hand side. And the glare from the sun is such that you would not know we were in a cemetery. In that photograph, it could have been taken anywhere. But I'm determined on the first really warm day of spring where we're able is to go back and maybe do that photograph again in the same place and maybe have a recollection of them over the years. You know, people do that, they try and recreate the same photographs every now and then. So that's something I'm looking forward to later this year. So I think I have perhaps shuffled these cards enough because it's been about 20 minutes of doing so. I'm going to just finish off here. I have in my hand a miniature edition of the Rider Tarot deck. And I'm just going to do a little Oh, what would we do? Past, present, future or something just for a laugh. And this will maybe resonate with one of my listeners out there. You know, this isn't for me. I'm just doing this for practice. So, if you're listening to this podcast, then this is for you. Okay, coming up in the past, we have the Six of Pentacles. In the present, 
we have the Five of Pentacles. And in the future, we have the Magician. Okay, so looking at these cards now, Six of Pentacles, we have two gentlemen kneeling before what appears to be a well-off guy with a set of scales and he is handing out money to the guy on the left while the guy on the right is perhaps waiting to receive or he isn't going to receive at all. Um, the rich guy's attention is mainly on the guy on the left. In the present, we've got the Five of Pentacles. We've got a cripple and a woman looking quite poor and not wearing any shoes. There's snow on the ground. They're looking up towards a stained glass window. Looking for some degree of shelter, of stability. And in the future, we have the magician. So, dear listener out there, whoever is the first listener to this podcast episode, this is just for you. And you can message me on my anchor page through the voice app if this resonates with you at all, or even if it doesn't. Looking to me as if, you know, you haven't been doing so well off financially in the past. And life at the moment is a fair bit of a struggle. Not sure where to go. Maybe you're one of the people out there that's having to use food banks at the moment. In which case, it's a disgrace that these things even exist but that they've become necessary and and that for a lot of people there's no other means of feeding their family I think there shouldn't be any shame for the person having to use a food bank the shame is on government you know, this is meant to be one of the world's richest economies and people can barely afford to feed themselves. Can barely afford to keep the heating on. Can barely afford to pay the rent if they rent. Joke of zero hours, contracts and all that. Absolute rubbish. But then, just look at the state of the place. The state of the world at the moment, you know, for weeks, the Australian Prime Minister has been quite slow to respond to the threat of wildfires and it's like Dante's Inferno over there, it's just, the whole place is lit up. It's lit up that bad that people in New Zealand can't see over a certain valley on a clear day 
for all the smoke. It's terrible. You know? Glaciers are melting in Iceland. There's a big giant patch of garbage in the Pacific Ocean. And a lot of attention has been given to Greta Thunberg for shouting about government's lack of action, which is fine. Not so much attention given to the guy that has invented the the arm device that is cleaning up the the plastic pollution in this specific place in the Pacific Ocean. His name escapes me and that's because there hasn't been a whole lot of media coverage of this guy. But he's in his early 20s just now. And the idea of this thing is that it catches the the plastic and keeps it in, in place so that it can later be towed away by ships rather than continuing to float away. Anyway, I digress. So the world's a bit of a state just now and, you know, people are feeling it for different reasons. Never mind that the planet's gone to an absolute mess through mankind's making. Anyhow, future, looking positive. We have the magician, the guy who has some degree of mastery over his finances, over his creativity, over his intellect, and over the earth itself. Sounds like not a bad place to be. That's where we're going to need to be, you know. It's looking like the rich getting richer model hasn't done the planet any favours, you know. At the expense of the planet, people getting rich. It's not done us any good. It's important now to try and find some way of not even sustaining what we have, but regenerating what has been lost. It's not enough to sustain. There's too much damage. We need to regenerate. So whoever's out there, if you are interested in becoming involved in some green industry, that may be where a job is. It's going to likely be, you know, a a job that's so important and fulfilling and probably well paid. Although the financial benefits will be far outweighed by the the benefits that can come from actually doing the work that is necessary.
to make it so that anybody can have a future on this planet. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. That little tarot reading has already became quite depressing. <laughs> That's just three cards. Okay, so... I suppose I'll just call this episode first of the year. And we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>